Jason. Hello. Hi. Hi. Why was there like a slight pause there? Like, can you not hear me? Because I was looking at my phone. No, that was my bad. Is this uh, podcast going to be like you on like a three second delay? <laughs> I wish. It would be like those um, those ESPN like interviews they have of right. people at their house, which is basically all of ESPN now. Yep. So yeah, no, great question. Um, yeah, so he's ready for training camp and <laughs> some of the most awkward TV. Um, uh, no, yeah. I think we can hear each other. Technology is in a great place right now. Good. Um, uh, we're here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about life and whatever we have left of it. Right. I mean, for both of those. I mean, we're done with sports. And oh yeah, sports are done. Like life. TV. Basically, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, we're here to talk about nothing. Um, because the world stopped. Uh, this is actually episode 70.1 yep. of the Good Enough Podcast. The reason being that's not episode 70 is because <laughs> our ep- actual episode 70 was extremely outdated. Immediately. Within, within hours of when we recorded it. And it was unreleasable. Based on the fact that we recorded it the same night that the NBA shut down, Tom Hanks had the coronavirus, and something else, right? Well, I mean, the Rudy Gobert thing was why the NBA shut down. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was all one day. And that was that was obviously the beginning of it. Uh, you know, the unofficial beginning of where we have been for the last, been about a month now. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So I went to, like, Sean sent me to file, and then, like, 72 hours has gone by. And I was like, oh, you know, Let's think yeah. of where we are now in the world from, um, you know, one NBA player having it to all professional sports leagues being shut down, all and, work, most work being shut down. Yeah. And now we're just kind of in a stay at home, don't go outside if you do wear a mask world. Right. Yeah. A lot has changed over the last month. It's It's been weird. And what's been weird about it is no one can... There's no one out there that can basically say, oh, yeah, well, I remember when this happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, we are in a world of... No precedent. Uh, right. So... Which is good. It's fine. Yeah, no one no one has a knowledge gap on me, you know? No <laughs> Everyone can, is like, bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, it's crazy how, like, how much people are just making shit up. Uh-huh. It's so funny. Like, I was just looking at tweets because some people are bringing up tweets from like a month ago and it was just like, oh, the good old days. And it was a tweet where someone was just like, I found a way around getting tested for COVID-19. Asked to donate blood. If you donate blood, they have to test you for COVID. And people were like, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't have, they don't have enough tests. You think Red Cross has all the tests? And I was like, man, what a simpler time that was. Simpler. Um, so how's your, I mean... So we talked a little bit before this. We don't want to spend the entire podcast no, no, no. talking about cor- or, uh, COVID-19, but I mean, we obviously have to uh, at least acknowledge it. What, how has your last month been? Uh, I don't want to be that guy because um, I heard from you know a, po- a podcast we both listened to, the Bill Simmons podcast. It actually made me feel bad when I was listening to it. He said, if your life hasn't changed like beyond, like if you've noticed a less than like, 20% lifestyle change in the last month, you right. need to reevaluate everything about your life. And I fit in that category. <laughs> I was attacked. I was offended when I heard that. <clears throat> like, I, again, I'm a pretty much like, I'm a homebody anyway. I've evolved to an extremely washed person. 
Like I'm very say no first, ask questions later. And, you know, regards to going out and doing things like that. But now we're getting told to stay home. So I kind of skips the step of saying no, right. Going out. And now I'm like, cause I was recently laid off. And at the time when I was actually laid off, like I was like, Oh no, like this is a tough time to be laid off. Like a big jobs market, solid opportunities everywhere, which I did. And then a month later, I was like, oh, everyone's laid off now. Mm. Everyone's unemployed. So I was the start of the 16 million unemployed. So I kind of, yeah, in that aspect, I got a head start. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll apply to jobs and whatnot, but I'll also take it easy. There's no point in like applying to jobs nine hours straight. And then, yeah, COVID hit and I just continued taking it easy. And then I kind of got a semi job offer after this all dies down. So I'm not even encouraged to keep applying. So, yeah, I am you crushing are. video games, crushing TV, uh, napping a lot. So what did you do today? Ooh, this is a good one. I did not. This is all right. I'll be truthful. I, yeah, just my want, best, yeah, just be fucking honest. Day. It wasn't my best day. I'll, I'll run through the more. I'll run through everything. It's not okay. that much. All right. Woke up. Normal time. I actually wake up early because of the dog. Wake up at like 7.15. Take care of the dog. Starts the day pretty good. Active. I'm outside. I'm breathing the air. Yep. Then a, a hard stop. Right. Hard. By hard stop. I am on the couch. I'm finishing up a Westworld episode. Ooh. From Westworld, I go into Better Call Saul. From Better Call Saul, I go into Black Monday. From Black Monday, I go into Chopped and I take a nap. And then it's right around like 1231. So I, I lost a good four hours, five hours there. You know what's impressive about what you just said? Usually yeah. when people watch TV like all in the morning, like, especially now when you can binge watch, it's like, yeah, I watched like four episodes of X or I watched five episodes of Y. You somehow watched four different TV shows all before noon. Yep. That's impressive. And, and they're all like, they're all new episodes. So I couldn't binge them. Um, so I was just catching up. And then from one to around 4.30, um, I was just fiddling on the computer. Can't tell you what I was doing. Ooh, yeah. I think we were looking at cars. We've all been there. Cars. Oh, you're looking at cars. And then I went on Reddit, and I was like reading about all-wheel drive and reading about different regions of the world that where all-wheel drive is applicable and what you would do if you don't have all-wheel drive in the snow. It was a, it was a wild ride. Then I, took, then I took another nap. This one was by accident. I was so can I ask you a question? On the all-wheel drive thing, do we live in an area where you should get all-wheel drive? Yeah. I mean, not this past winter, but general winters around here are pretty rough. So, recommended. But again, I, I was reading about like Scandinavian shit and how they don't use it. But Wait, really? They don't use all-wheel drive in Scandinavia? Or maybe it's a different name, but yeah. Don't ask how I got to Scandinavia, but that's what I was up to. And then, uh, then productivity hit. So I was like, all right, wife's about to finish her work day. I should cook dinner for her. There you go. That's nice. And I made a bunch of random shit. What did you make? I made I made collard greens. I made okay. <laughs> I made uh, two chicken breasts. I made a burger. And I made some potatoes. Wait, can we stop real quick? <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck was that? So wait, you made two chicken breasts. So what? what did you give your wife? So I kind of just had everything out. 
I was just like, hey, pick what you want. Hey, what do you want? Do you want the burger or the chicken breast? Do you want the collard well, she, greens? She said, she said she was pretty vague. She was like, uh, I think I'm better make a quesadilla. If you cook the chicken, I'll just use that for that. I was like, okay. I was like, you know, season the chicken, you know, blacken it, and you put it in the oven. And I kind of just let those to the side. That was going to be what she was going to do with it. And then I was like, all right, what am I going to eat? I was like, oh, I got this ground beef. I got to eat it before it goes bad. Let's make a burger. Add some potatoes. Make a burger with fries. And I was like, oh, shit. I got these collard greens. Should make these collard greens. And these things can be done at the same time. So I just did them at the same time. So you... It's made... a huge mess in our kitchen. Yeah, that sounds... Situation. Yeah, I think I have a problem now that I say it out loud, all this. Like that, that's not a day that a therapist would hear and be like, hmm, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, uh, like, yeah, none of those coincide with one another. None no, of those no, no, they don't. Um, but they actually, they all tasted really good. I, I'm I sure they it. did. It's like, yeah, it's like if you like made tacos and then be like, yeah, well, I, I have a side of like car- uh, garlic bread and asparagus. <laughs> I'd be like, all right. Asparagus. I made asparagus for lunch from uh, the wife. Right. It's like, I like all those things, but like combined, it doesn't make any sense. No, offense. no, 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 no. Well, she, she did, she did something with the, she did the, the chicken and the collard greens and I did the burger and the, the potatoes. Okay. And yeah, it actually worked. It worked out. Whatever. And then, um, then we watched 20 minutes of all American on Netflix before the pod. Okay. And then we spent like 17 minutes figuring out if you could hear me. We did do that, which is, but you, I mean, in my defense, that's like most podcasts. I mean, no. you know, now is there's been some that are worse than others. You figure by yeah. now I'd be like, okay at this. I'm really not. Which is the appeal. This is why it's good enough. It, right. It's always good enough. We've had some so that are good. Some maybe not as good. Yeah. It averages out to good enough. Yeah. And if you were great at this, this podcast wouldn't exist. Right. Like that. That's a good um, point. And to add a little bit of defense to my day, every other day I do a morning workout. So tomorrow morning I'll be doing a workout. What are you going to do? I, uh, I follow the boxing gym I went to on Instagram and they've been doing like classes okay. on their IG Before you keep talking, can I ask you a question? I'm rubbing my eye a lot. What is wrong with your eyes? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I have... <laughs> I think I have some sort of like sauce on my finger then and I why rub my are you eye. using your same hand to rub your eye yeah i i'm figuring it out now i think i like got a bunch of shit i shouldn't gotten into it into my eye i think i'm good i'm gonna put the glasses back on are so you I can't sure no i'll be all right i can talk for six minutes while you like rinse your eyes out i don't i don't really I, know no i'm good okay. i don't know does it matter anymore do days matter does help like does do no, non-serious so, like, things matter anymore? I mean, days are running into each other. My lifestyle is running into each other. So I realized today was the day I I broke a little bit. I didn't do it out loud. I didn't do it in public. <laughs> I didn't do it to anyone. It was just like, <laughs> I felt like, wow, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Not that I was enjoying it before, but like any novelty. Because like with anything new, there's a novelty to it. It's, it's a little fun. It's terrible. What we're going through is awful. But it's like, oh, well, I, a little extra time to like, you know, play a little video games or a little extra time to do this. A little, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, let, let me look at the silver lining. Of, the silver lining is gone. This fucking it's gone. <laughs> it's bad. This, this uh, does suck. 
So especially you and I both kind of like not doing a whole lot. Um, but I'm reaching the point where I'm, I'm starting to go a little crazy. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to shoot it out there. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to sit there and say, Hey, everything's great. No, I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit. Tell me, tell me about your, your Sunday. My Sunday. I know what Sean did on Sunday. This Sunday, Sarah made me, well, not made me, but it was her idea. Like, let's go play croquet in the Boston Commons. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Which was actually a great idea. I will give her credit for that. And I was like, she will, she can attest that, like, I was not like a happy camper. Like, I didn't want to go. And it wasn't that I didn't want to go because I didn't want to go, like, oh, let's go hang out. It was more of like, I've reached such a pit of despair. That like anything is like, oh, I don't fucking want to do that. And like, that's like the worst almost when like simple things start turning into uh, like, um, not chores, but kind of like, oh, all right, let's go do that. That's fine. That's like before I'd be like, yeah, it sounds great. Let's go do it. And I'm, I'm like slowly losing my mind where it's just like, oh, fucking playing croquet in the commons and. We're going to have beers. Uh, sure, let's do it. And I have no reason to be upset about this at all. I want to make that incredibly clear. But it was actually fun, and I'm glad we did it. But it made me realize that I was losing it. And today I realized I was losing it too. So I'm collectively losing you're still, it. Yeah, you're not on a good trajectory. No, I'm but on a terrible trajectory. Let's circle back for a second. One, sure. one, of, my fun, one of the funnier things about you, in my opinion, is is your, your like attachment to croquet? I like croquet. The croquet just pops up in the Sean Bassett life, like probably once a year, I'd say. Like in some way, shape, or form, croquet is being mentioned or played. Well, Sarah's now it's it's Sarah's sister's birthday right now, so she's talking to someone, but she will be here soon, and I'll have her tell a story. But she is the one who witnessed me all of a sudden, like you know, random, you know. How many times do you get around a croquet set, Winston? Probably not very often. No, I, I zero. So there was one time, and I would say Sarah and I had been dating maybe like a year and a half at this point, two years maybe, probably not that long. And we got around croquet, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know how to play. Like I know the rules." And I just fucking cleaned house, and Sarah <laughs> was just like, "Sean, why are you so fucking?" Good? Which I will say, it's like a weird thing to be good at it is but yeah my um my parent my dad had a croquet set so we would set it up in the backyard and the other thing is my we've probably mentioned this in the podcast that my dad used to uh, shut off the um cable during the summers like and i when i say cable i mean every it usually would start right after the nba finals oh he's a he's a generous man right and nothing so no channels at all. And during the summer, I would just have to like find ways to entertain myself. And, like obviously, like I have friends and stuff, but like there'd be times where I was just like, I have nothing to fucking do. And it was even younger than like when I had video games and stuff. So it was literally like going in the backyard and like running around by myself sometimes. <laughs> and so I would play a shitload of croquet by myself. <laughs> This is like the origin story for like someone who's an Olympic hopeful. Right. 
So, so that's what we did on Sunday, which was a night, you know what I'll say? It was a nice Sunday, but that's really all we did. I mean, what else is there to do? Yeah. Um, but what, like, it, it made me think this whole thing, like, what was I doing? Like, it, did I really miss bars and restaurants that much? That's essentially what I'm not doing. I think it's crazy how much your life, whether you admit it or not, and I'm sure some people are going to say this isn't true for me, but whatever, you can go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> how much your life revolves around restaurants and bars. And like when I say bars in your thirties, I'm not saying like we're going to like bars and like, you know, having fucking 11 beers. We are going to bars. Like I I got nothing to do today. You guys want to meet and we're going to have two to three beers each and on a day, maybe get some apps, get some food. It is crazy how much that little experience right there is just an enjoyable time that you can almost carry that over. From yeah. one day for the next week of being like, huh, that was a yeah. happy moment I had not too long ago. And then right when you're starting to get down again, you can do another Go one. Back. That's that's alcoholism, baby. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's like functioning alcoholic, right? Right. That's how they get you. I think that's the textbook description. Uh, oh. But like, all, like, that's what I really think. Like in my life, obviously like the day-to-day like job stuff, but like I played like a couple of men's league basketball games. Yeah. That's what that's one thing I'm missing, and I'm missing not going to the bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. In my life has been flipped upside down somehow. Like I'm like, what if I have nothing to do? I'm like, yeah, am I, mean, I really doing that that much? I don't know. There's something about that Friday. Work's about to end. I'm hitting you up at like two o'clock. You know, let me <laughs> cut out early. All right, let's cut out at four. Let's get a couple beers. All right, you're going to go home. All right, Sarah and I are going to go get some dinner somewhere. I'm home at like nine. And I'm like, you know, from like that four to nine that I just described, you know, I was like, like, just having like a nice time. Is it out of this world crazy that I had this wild night? No. But it was just a pleasurable experience that I had. And all those like little moments are obviously not happening. And you do realize that it starts to just kind of peck at you. Yep. Just kind of like sitting here, just fucking pecking at your head. And yeah, you're losing it. Yeah. Oh, I'm losing it. Uh, I, I thought about this. I know we reference the old, the old Glenville days a lot, but I wondered like, how would yeah. this experience be if this was 2011? I think. Would we be all right? Or would we be thriving? Would we not be thriving? We hate each other. Um, I think it's a great question. I think we would hate each other a little. I think our, I think we would have these random nights where we would just fucking get after it. I really do think we would do that. Just for no reason. Just because we're fucking bored. Uh, <laughs> Throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the lows would be lower. The highs, I don't even want to say they would be higher, but they'd be more eventful, I guess. They'd be more like, like, er- like erratic. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be good. They'd just be like zigzag. It would. Be, I think overall it would be kind of fun. I mean, you're just in a house with all your best friends and right, like for forever. Eventually, yeah, there'd be some fights or some battles, but overall, I think it'd be okay. But like, yeah, like we're lucky. Like we're you know we got married. We're our wives supposedly love our wives supposedly love us. Which we may be putting them to the past the breaking point now. I don't know, but like, imagine if you were like 
half like six months into dating someone. So and I'm I'm glad you brought this up because how do you do that? So okay, two questions. There's obviously three. So say you started dating someone to your point six months ago. You have three options in this situation. A, you live separately, so you quarantine and you don't see each other. Yep. You're like hitting each other up on FaceTime and shit like that. You do the bold move where you quarantine together, which <sighs> some people are doing that. I'm gonna be honest, that sounds insane. I I don't know if I'd recommend it. Or there's option C where you say, fuck these quote unquote social distancing rules. We're going to still like see each other, but we're not going to like live with each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what option? I mean, none of the options sound, I mean, one is a healthcare issue. The, yeah. The, the most preferred option is a healthcare issue. The other two options are just not desirable. Let's just, yeah. I like, no one wants to like live with the person that they've been like dating for six months. Oh, absolutely. And no one wants to like not see the person that they've been dating for six months for a month. So yep. what there's really no what would you have done? I think I would do the occasional sneak over. Mm-hmm. Like you do one this week, I'll do one next week. Especially in your like early mid twenties and you just really stop you're just don't give as many shits. Oh yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think that but I know some people are definitely doing the let's live together. Let's try this out. Which good for you. I mean, I get it if you're like been dating for a little bit. Um, but yeah, if it's like, if it's like a new relationship, that's intense. But what if it's one of those, like, like those six month things where it's like heavily in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Like everything's going so well. Both are just rabbits every night. And you're just like, Oh, I can't be away from you. And then you're like, Oh man, day four. Day four of quarantine. Holy shit. Can you get out of my Zoom right now? (laughs) Get Get out of the shower. I mean, it could get ugly. Yeah. You fart a lot. Right. I fart a lot. And like, like, here's the thing, like moving in with each other is like, there's obviously a learning curve. Do you really want to do a learning curve while being like kind of just stressed out with coronavirus? Oh, yeah. And the best part about, although you probably have this figured out now, most married folks i think do is like the, the best the way to nail this the best way of nailing living together is managing how to be alone together right like you're both like doing your own thing but you guys are like seven feet away from each other sarah and i's i would argue our biggest kind of predict picadillo is picadillo. um sarah's one of four I had an older sibling who's four years older than me, but I was essentially an only child in high school. My sister never came back. Like she was one of those people who graduated high school, fucking gone. Like, <laughs> um, so like we definitely have different comfort levels. So like, it is interesting because Sarah definitely still wants to be like, hey, let's like do something together all the time. And I'm like, ah. Sarah, we are together all the time. <laughs> But in her mind, we're really not together all the time because we're not really, like, hanging out. So, you know, there have been a couple of those, like, discussions, let's say. Where she's just, like, near you, and you're just like, what's what's up? What's, what's up? The she's beauty, like, yeah, my, my wife's the only child, too. So we both kind of have that, like, yeah. I'll see you in, like, tomorrow, probably. Yeah. I'll hit you up tomorrow. 
in our own house. Like, yeah, I'll catch you tomorrow. You have a good one. So uh, other questions. So obviously there's going to be a shitload of um, COVID-19 movies that I think are going to hit multiple <laughs> spectrums. So there's going to be the thrillers. There's going to be the yep. action. There's going to be like the contagion movie. The comedy. Uh, I am most intrigued by the romantic comedy. COVID-19. <laughs> And I can't I, wait for it. Who came into your brain as lead actor and actress for it? I uh, just had someone come into my brain. So I've already thought of this movie, and it already exists in different forms, but they're going to kind of embellish what happened during the coronavirus, and it's going to be a one-night stand. I know who's in it. Yeah, they're going to spend the night together. And again, they're embellishing the truth a little bit, so it's like you can't go home type of thing. Like you, Yeah, shelter in place. Um, and then they have to spend the next like X amount of time together. They hate each other for the first, what, two weeks. Yes. And, and then after a while they realize that they like each other and then like he or she goes away. They're like, all right, it's over. Bye. And then they realize they can't be away from each other and they come back. Like that movie is being made. 44% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, it's (laughs) terrible. Starring, starring Ryan Reynolds and Kristen Wiig. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. I was, I, I, I picture My first guess was Ashton Kutcher, but that's like, he's almost like, that was like 2011. Yeah. That's not really a 2020 play. Um, I think I nailed I, it, man. I think Ryan Reynolds is, uh, eh, no. You need someone who's young. I don't know. I, who, Timothy Chalamet? And, um... I don't even know who that is. I don't know. He's like that pretty kid. He was the Who'd king. Pretty kid. The king on the Netflix movie. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds just popped in my head. He was, yeah. He'd have so many quips. So, so many. many fucking quips. Oh, oh, oh! Your hair, your hair is in the drain again. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just. Te- I remember I have this a lot conversation because when this movie actually happens, I want I want to take some credit. Be like, I knew this was going to happen of the box office make you rich because it's going to make like 200 million dollars yeah and again it's going to get a 44 on Rotten tomatoes it's oh yeah terrible audience review 52 i do like ryan reynolds and kristen wig are they too are both of them too old like do you want people yeah, in, their might... mid, in their mid-20s type of thing yeah i just don't know who i just don't know young actors and actors i don't neither do i so some wash but uh okay. Yeah, uh, I would watch that though on uh, TBS with commercials, like yeah. in the summer. Why not? But yeah, the thriller. I think I would like because I, I think they did it perfectly. Or like they already made the movie. They already made Outbreak. They already made Contagion. Right. Like, and so I don't know how. Like, <sighs> I think the romantic comedy might be the best bet. I'm telling you, it's happening. I, I I'm here to say. <laughs> That we are getting the rom com of coronavirus. Damn, I'm trying. I'm trying to think who else can be in the cast. Like, obviously, like Reynolds or Wig has a roommate, depending on whose house they're staying in. Like, and it's probably like, what's his name? Um, it's, no, I'm trying to think. Like Adam Devine, that dude from like Pitch Perfect. Okay, he's too. Yeah, um, yeah it needs to be someone who's snarky. Yeah. And the girl has to be, it's going to be a little bit of the like Seth Rogen, um, 
uh, what's her face? What's her name from um, Knocked Up? Elizabeth Banks. No, no, no. Uh, like Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl, yeah. Sarah just said it. She's coming in. Oh. What's up? Listen to Sean's movie hey, Sarah. idea, Sarah. Hey. Sarah, listen to Sean's movie idea. Hey, Wynn. Yeah, we hey, just Sarah. talked about her movie. You're having a movie? No, we just talked about the rom-com that is definitely getting made. Oh. I've already told you about this. Out of COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they have that about, like, snow days and, like, other yeah. things. Yeah, so, so exactly. They're going to make it about COVID, too. Yeah, should I get the chair? Should, should, the movie be, should the movie be called Shelter in Place? Oh, that's a good one. There it is. There we go. Let's. I'm getting a half percent. Yeah, it's but, uh, Shelter in Place. Yeah, I was going to say another one, obviously, social distancing, but Shelter in Place makes way more sense. Yeah, I think it felt good. It felt good coming off the tongue. Shelter in Place is, is what it's going to be. We could, we could. Can do, we write this? Can we write it? I say we write this movie. We get this going right now. So when I, mean, I have nothing else to do. I'll write this movie. And you know, are we recording? Yeah. When do they start liking each other? By the way. Um, like week like, three. Like week three, they're like showing like signs of liking each other. Like where yeah. one will like give a longing look, and the other one won't notice. And then by a month, then they're both showing it. They solve an issue on, like together by week oh, three. Yeah. So first week. They don't like each other. Second week, they don't really talk to each other. And the toilet like breaks or something, and they yeah. gotta like work together to fix it because they're like, right. "Oh my god, we only have one toilet. How are we gonna do this?" And then there's gonna be a whole toilet paper saga where they go to Target. Toilet paper saga is a good one right there. That's yeah. gonna be a good one. One of them gets it, but not too bad, so it's not too graphic. But like they're six, so oh, they don't have to care. For I them. like. Yeah, like, that's that's the sad part. Yeah, that's like the climate or the the, the, the change in a movie. Yeah. Well, the sad part is either definitely, yes, one of them get it. I didn't even think about that. That's Yes, this is a great movie. Or, We're up to like 53% around Tomato. And then the shelter in place ends and they like separate and they realize they can't spend time without each other. Mm. Yeah. So Sarah, here's my, here's my casting idea. I had I had Ryan Reynolds and Kristen Wiig. I was saying both of them are a little too old. We need people in their twenties, I feel like, in order for this to really work. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know young men. Yeah. It's like a divorced thing. Then if you get them, they're like divorced already and they get stuck uh, together. Or there's some like infertility thing and the Oh, like, we're pregnant. getting deep. Yeah. But we, I, we can make multiple movies of this. If we, yeah, we can make like different life stages. Every age group. Yeah, there's the there's a shelter in place for the youngins, the shelter in place for like middle aged. We could do an old people a nursing home shelter in place. We could. I mean, that like, would get dark because you. Oh, know, I mean, right is it just knocks out the entire. Yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. Damn, that's a good idea. Um, before Sarah really gets back and in, uh, or I'd also like to get her thoughts on it. But how? What the hell is that? With riding hoods, really cold. Um, how has the video game experience been? Tell me about your your time. Uh, Are you playing Sarah, it regularly? You know what I realized? I've spent the last month, and I've valued my time playing video games. But I've also been like, oh, this is what I was like when I was playing video games. I'm like a semi piece of shit, you know. Now, tell me, explain, so I could compare and contrast with myself. Well, it's like 
I'm not saying I have like an addictive, addictive personality, but like I can get addicted to certain like doing things and I can definitely get addicted to, and I think anyone can get addicted to playing a video game of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so then it's just like works over five o'clock. Um, I'm lighting it up and let's, let's, stand on the horse. let's get on the horse. Cause I'm playing I'll, a lot of Red Dead Redemption. As you should, it's, a, it's one of the best games of all time, apparently. Great game. It's so bizarre. Sarah finds it bizarre. It's so I mean, it's, details. It's Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. Yeah, Sarah gets confused when I'm like... There's like all this like sexy dialogue with these like maids or something. Well, I've, I've, I've gotten a couple baths because then you start smelling after a while, so I'll get a bath. And then a woman's there washing him. Yeah, it's like a little sexual. And then I'm like eating food at a bar, and then I'm like on my horse, and I'm like cleaning <laughs> the horse. Like this is regular. I guess you're you're really you're getting a taste of regular life. Yeah, through, through this is what it was like in the Wild West. Or just is like, Arthur Morgan awesome? You're not doing right now. Yeah, is he the man? What do you say? It's Arthur the man. Arthur's the man. Did you play the first one? I didn't play any. I, I'm Oof. I'm bad on this. Well, what is good is that, like, this is the prequel to the first one, so you kind of know what's going to happen. So it is. they do a nice job of story development on leading it up to the first one. I heard he, gets, We're just heard he gets sick. Yo, he gets a bad case of tuberculosis. <laughs> That's such an Oregon Trail disease. Yeah, it is. It's a little Oregon Trail. I'm not going to lie. That's what I said to him. I was like, this is like a souped-up Oregon Trail. And last question about the game. I heard there was like a period of time where you can like encounter the KKK. Uh, there is a little bit of KKK. So the world's interesting, but yeah, you go to like Louisiana at one point. What is, what is essentially Louisiana? Cause there's New Orleans and then there's like the surrounding areas, which is like Bayou. And it's, it's interesting. It is, I will say they did a phenomenal job of creating this world. Very detailed. It is like super detailed i'll tell you a detailed game i played that was not the best game to play i mentioned this already the last of us have you heard of that game oh. maybe i didn't oh i beat it pretty quick it wasn't that long of a game it was a game about a uh, global pandemic perfect an airborne virus that basically perfect. turns people into like semi-zombies okay and the game started in boston oh interesting so what, that, what is that one really big game that's our, that is in boston fallout fallout yeah yeah this was uh fallout 4 is incredibly detailed it's all in boston um and like one of the big battles you have in boston or in fallout 4 you go to basically the common yeah and then you go to the swan you go to the frog pond and you just see like because you can focus on like certain things to look for like items and stuff and you see like this big trash heap in the water and you're like what the fuck is that and if you shoot it a giant, like, fucking mutant comes out and basically wrecks you. His name is Swan. That was a <laughs> nice little Easter egg. I've, I've heard that that game, like, basically nailed Boston. Like, it is oh, it nailed it. Nailed. It crushes yeah. it. You did a Freedom Trail. It's, it's great. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, been gaming hard. I uh, recently bought 2K20. Oh, how's that? It's very frustrating. It's, like, the most frustrating fucking game of all time. I hate it. It is crazy how I used to love sports video games, and, like, now anytime I play one, it's, like, it's almost too much. I hate it. Yeah. It's just, like, perfect defense played by every player in the other team. But, yeah. That's my video game minute. So you can log back in. 
-hmm. Happy birthday to to Joanna. Shout out. So when should we um? I mean, you have PS4, I have PS4. Should we um log on and game together? I mean, the only thing that I like doing is I could. I mean, I remember you and your friends had played NCAA football. Obviously, that's not an option. That was fucking perfect right now. Right. And I don't Why know. Why can't you play it? Because it doesn't exist anymore. It, it, last one came out in 2014. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. the NCAA knows they would get the shit suit out of them. So. Yeah. Um, by it was like the best game ever. Players, players and. Well, now Everyone. they know they have to pay players. Oh, okay. Hey, COVID might lead to like players being paid. If they ask these college football players to come back with no students. Like they better Good be that shit. But yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, sports. Have you been watching uh the new version of sports we have on TV? Like horse? <laughs> so I have watched nothing. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the horse thing. Have you been watching NBA players play each other in 2K? I did not watch that either. Did you I watch watched like a minute? I watched a minute of each and they were as awful as expected. I will say this. I heard the horse was terrible. I don't Everyone really, had bad internet connection. How are you so rich and have bad internet? I don't really want to watch 2K. I respect that they're fucking trying. I respect that these different leagues and like ESPN or whoever is just like, do something. We're gonna try to get fucking something on the TV. They have ad deals still, and they're just like, please. Yeah, and it's like we got to make money somehow. So let's try to find a way. And yeah, is let's it have people keep is it house. perfect fucking TV? No, horse was bad. I heard horse was bad. <laughs> it was like Paul Pierce in his backyard when it's sun rebounding for him and it was raining wherever he was and like Zach Levine and like Paul Pierce was on like a three second lag like the one we talked about. <laughs> I will say, if you think about it, it's not a bad idea because you can obviously do it by yourself. You can do it like, you don't even have to do it live. You can do it like sort of dispersed and the only thing that you need Where the shots is, right, people yeah. that have court. And there are enough NBA players or ex-NBA players that have courts literally built in into their home or like outside. It's not a problem. Well, speaking of that, it was a nice little microscope putting capitalism under the microscope a little bit. Sure. Because Tamika Catchings, who is a Hall of Fame WNBA player. One of the greatest like, women's basketball player of all time. Of all time. One of the best. Um, she had like a, a nice, what looked like a nice house, a nice like driveway hoop. Like anywhere would see that you see that, I'd be like, that's a nice house. Then pan to the other side, Mike Conley. Well, a, a zero time all star <laughs> had a basketball court built into his home, like a full court <laughs> basketball hoop. And Tamika Catchings is in Indiana, and like her like son or nephew is like in a, a winter coat, and they're freezing outside. And Mike Conley is like in the comfort of his like heated gym. Sure. Michael Conley was at one point the highest paid player. Yeah. And he made um, use of that money. Yeah. In so Memphis. When you're the highest paid player in Memphis, boy, let me tell you. So, yeah, I have not really watched any. And I haven't even – have you been watching old games? I've watched a few. Watched what have you watched? Seven, the Game 7 at 2016 Finals, um, which is an awesome game. Yeah. I watched that Game 6 of that 2013 Spurs Heat. Um, I watched a couple of random Jordan games. I have not done any of these things, and I should. There are a few things that are on my bucket list. When's the Jordan thing coming out? It's coming out next oh, month. On Sunday. Sunday. Sunday? Yes. 
the last dance. It's all we need. Everyone I'm needs excited. it. I do want to watch. moved it up, right? Wasn't it supposed to come out in like Yeah, September? in July. Okay. Wait, what, Sarah, why are you so excited? I lo- I'm so excited for it. Because I like that Sarah likes era, 90s. 90s basketball is when I like paid attention to basketball. Yeah. And Jordan's such a notorious dick. I hope we like yeah. hear about him and being everyone's an asshole. Everyone's in it too. Everyone's in it. It's Kobe's so, last interview. I definitely want to watch a game or two of the 2014 NBA Finals because that was that was evisceration. Evisceration. They haven't showed yeah. that one much. Um, you know what? I also want to watch. I want to watch the 2007 first round Warriors <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. Oh, the good. I would like set. to watch a couple games of that because that was one of my favorite series to watch because that Warriors was so fucking weird. And Andre Kirilenko, Baron Davis. Uh, no, not Andre Kirilenko, Andre Biedrins. Um, yeah, they just kicked the shit out of the one seed Dallas Mavericks. Was um, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. Yeah. Um, um, Al Harrington was their center. Al Harrington. Nope. I thought Biedrins was. Um, or maybe he played four. He probably played maybe four. Maybe four. Who was two? Was it Monte? I don't think Monte, Monte was on that team. Yeah. That'd been, I yeah, just that's remember loving that because I even like that Mavericks team, but like watching the Warriors kick, literally kick the shit oh. out of that the was, Dallas Mavericks. Was that was the year Dirk won MVP, right? Yeah, and he was a paper tiger. Yeah, that's when he was like soft until that championship. Dirk's great. I, I mean, I'm the biggest Dirk supporter, and I don't, I don't take that series like against him. It's just, it's fun seeing the David and Goliath and the Goliath or the David winning. Oh, a one eight winning is great. Yeah. Oh, and I also watched, funny enough, last night, they repeated Kobe's last game because oh. it was the, the, the anniversary of it. And it is a fascinating game to watch. Fascinating. He shoots the ball 50 times. 50, 50 fucking times. Took 50 shots. He shot 50 shots. He scored 60 points. He's, he was so old looking. There's Snoop Dogg in the crowd, like, crying. Kanye's <laughs> in the crowd, like, high-fiving fans. Like, everyone's... It was a scene. And Gordon Hayward, poor Gordon Hayward just didn't know what to do because he was guarding Kobe. And he was like, what am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to like actually guard him? Should I let him shoot? Yeah. Kobe like, actually started cooking Gordon Hayward. I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, NBA's, NBA uh, old games are actually kind of good if you don't know what's happening. Like if they show old 90s games, I like watching those because I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I hear you. Well, um, now that we basically talked about coronavirus for not an hour, but a little while, what else you got on your mind? Anything? Um, what do I have on my mind? Uh, I want to know what you guys have been doing for food. Like, what's your, like, not necessarily what you've been eating, but, like, how often are you guys just, like, washing dishes? All the time. So Sarah and I do not have so we do not have laundry or a dishwasher. <laughs> Outrageous. How you guys and are living like that. I, we live in squalor. We live in basically <laughs> in squalor. Sarah doesn't want to go to the laundromat, which we usually do, so she's been hand washing clothes. I repeat. <laughs> it's nineteen fifty one. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like I am a housewife. So it is <laughs> weird in that area. Like we were just constantly doing dishes. Sarah's constantly washing clothes. There's clothes hung up everywhere. 
And I've also just like bought new clothes because I don't want to like have to deal with it. Also, smart. My, I was trying to. I was thinking about buying paper plates. Uniqlo has um some good uh, sales right now on sweatpants. Oh, you know, you know, girl. I know. What am I? All right, look at this shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. I know it's Uniqlo. These, these sweatpants I'm wearing. Uh, 19.95. Oniqlo. Oh my god, I'm gonna Just go like, dumb on Uniqlo.com. Medium, medium, medium yeah. available. Medium gang. Wait, are you a medium too? He is. Yeah. No, so I'm, I thought think I was. No, I know you're medium. Oh, Sarah? Oh, no, I'm extra small. <laughs> Yo, Sarah's tiny. <laughs> She's getting smaller. I don't know how girls' sizes work. Well, every store is completely different. So it's, it's not true, not, but okay. Aren't you, aren't you like, kind of tall-ish? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm aren't high. sweatpants based on, like, length? No. So, clothing typically... Not to get so deep into, like, yeah. Typically, when it when you increase the size of women's clothing, it doesn't necessarily increase the length. Hmm. You have it's like that's one of the like women's clothing sizes are all across the gamut. So like men's clothing sizes for the most part are based off of like measurements. So like your pants are thirty two, thirty two gang. Women's are not like that. So. Actually, we'll see if I'm 32, 32 coming out of this. <laughs> yeah. but, but we have done, a, we've been mixing up a lot of different foods. We had, we haven't little, ordered takeout yet. No takeout. We had, oh, we had tikka masala last night that we made. Oh, um, we did fried rice that one night. Yeah. Some pad thai, some, we did Burritos. some slow cooking. I mean, so we've definitely, like, so we I'm were impressed. doing that at one point. And so, we hadn't cooked since like last Thanksgiving. I will say this <laughs> helpful in re-upping our repertoire because we've added some things because we needed to. We were getting lazy, really bad. Yeah, you guys were bad. Like, um, so this has been helpful as far as just like cooking and like making our own drinks, all that kind of stuff. Your own drinks. Talk about. I it. made old fashions the other day. Yeah. Why didn't you invite me over? Can't. Fucking. It was actually after the uh, murder mystery. Dang. Did you put an orange peel on it? Sean's uh, bosses sent over a cocktail kit. Like, Very nice. He dropped it off for every, or not, he mailed it to everybody. That's nice. So Sean got old fashioned, so we got all the ingredients. So I made it for Dang. sure. Got the bitters, the simple syrup. Yeah, yeah it came with everything. We just don't have the, tool, the bar tools for it, so I have to get them. Mm. But so I made do with what I had. I had a mortar and a pestle. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I forgot we didn't even mention that we uh, on Sunday we played. Sorry, Saturday we played murder mystery. Oh yeah, we did that. We were murder mystery people. That was good. I always have fun doing it. I've um, we may or may not have talked about this before, but I I realized what murder mystery is all about: effort and giving up. You gotta try. You can't half-ass it. It's and people are like, I, I remember, like, I've talked to people like, oh yeah, did, did murder mystery? Like, oh, that sounds weird. Like, was that fun? And my response is always the same: where it's as long as everyone just fucking says, "I'm not too cool for this," like, I just fuck it. It's a great time. A testament to our group of friends, where like no one was ever too big for murder mystery. Yeah. It's like, and again, the second someone's like, oh, this fucking sucks, shut the fuck up. 
just just fucking dive you're in. Out. You're You're never invited again. Wear a fancy weird outfit. If it tells you you have a French accent, try your French accent. If it doesn't work, you can switch it mid-game. Maybe a Spanish yeah. accent. Maybe no one's going to get mad at you. Doesn't really matter. As long as you're trying. Just, just go for it. It's definitely all in the casting, though. Like, whoever picks it, is, it's good. Uh, they should be cast them well. Like, know people's skills and limits. Yeah. Yeah, but again, like, you just go in at 110%. It yeah. will be fun. But, like, I could never play the one that you did. I, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were, that was built for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone else could have done that. Oh, I except think... for Mel, maybe. Oh, Mel definitely would have. Oh, yeah. And you know, Win and Mac, and anyone would have done it. Well, so I, I couldn't have done it as well as you. Yeah. I could have done it, but you—it was built for you. Yeah. But hey, um, cool. All yeah, right, that was fun. It was fun. I missed the whole thing. I missed the whole story. No, no, I'm about to do the story. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like the whole podcast is fun. <laughs> All right. All right. A win. I decided we don't want to talk too much about coronavirus, even though we've already spent the first X amount of time talking about coronavirus. Correct. And as you know, one of my favorite things in the world is Wikipedia, right? If not Sarah, it's Wikipedia. <laughs> so he's also, before you start this, has never donated to Wikipedia. Yeah, I wish I had to. I would just want everyone to bother him about it because he needs to donate. And this, he uses it so much. You owe him at least a thousand dollars. Yeah. So for real. Every now and then, so I spend when I say I'm on Wikipedia every day, I'm literally on Wikipedia every day. How um, many hours a day? No, no, it's it's not an hours thing. I mean, sometimes I'll get in a wiki hole where I'm there for a while, but like usually I'm just kind of like perusing. Um. I find it interesting. I find it fascinating. I find it obviously informational. Um, but every now and then I'll find an article where I'm like, this is just mwah, great fucking Wikipedia article. And this one that I'm about to describe, it's a story about a person, uh, is actually some, one that I remember reading maybe, let's say, three, four, five years ago. And I, I kind of forgot about it. And then I was, again, in a wiki hole on one of those, like, lists of, and I'm not going to tell you what it was a list of, but it was a list of a thing. <laughs> I read it again, and I'm like, this is a fucking wild story. And it's one of those things where I'm surprised it hasn't been, like, a thing, if that makes any sense. Where, like, you know, these, like, things that happened in the past, like, these wild stories will become a documentary, they'll become an article that everyone reads, or whatever. And I was like, how is this thing that no one knows about? And so I want to tell the story of D.B. Cooper. And when I want you to be in, do you know the story? Uh, I watched um, Prison Break. And there was like a sub story about D.B. Cooper within it. He God like, damn it. Now I feel no, like no. I can't tell the story. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It doesn't. Like, I was always confused about it. Because it wasn't about the D.B. Cooper, like, saga, but it was, like, a subplot within it. All right. Well, I'll tell the story, but if we need to rush through it, that's fine. No, 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 no. I want to know more about it is what I'm saying. I didn't give – they, like, wet my appetite, but they didn't give me enough. And I want to – you know, feel free to chime in. But this D.B. Cooper, so they are named, 
has the distinction of being the only person that has done X, and we'll talk about that after. But D.B. Cooper, on November 24th of 1971, walks into the Portland airport, and this is back in the day when you don't even need identification to get an airplane ticket, apparently, buys a one-way ticket to the Seattle airport, which is about a 30-minute flight, quick flight, in and out. You're on the tarmac. You are up in the air. You are in the airport. It is over. It's one of those types of flights. And he buys a one-way ticket on the eve of Thanksgiving, again, 1971. It's a Flight 305, a Boeing 727-100. And it takes off. Sarah, we need to add details. At 2.50 p.m. in the afternoon. D.B. Cooper, again, did not give his identification when he went on this flight. He's wearing a tie. He's in his mid-40s. He's about 5'10". He's How a, do we know his name's D.B. Cooper if he didn't give any ID? He Maybe said he his name was David, and for some reason the B came in there, but he never gave an identification, um, which is an important little fact to know. So normal flight takes off, you know, simple it's about one third full. Right before it takes off, he gets a bourbon on the rocks, which I respect. And like, <laughs> the flight hasn't even taken off, and he's already drunk. And he passes a note once the flight takes off to the stewardess, who does not look at the note. So just it basically ignores it because I think it's one of those situations where stewardess, nineteen seventies, you're getting hit on all the time. Yeah fucking phone number. I don't care. About five minutes passes by. Finally, said D.B. Cooper goes up to the stewardess and says, hey, you might want to look at that note that I just passed you because I have a bomb in my bag. Wild. Always pleasant. Yep. So then he scoots over a seat, makes the stewardess sit right next to him. And then he simply says to her, listen, I have a bag with dynamite. And what I want you to do is I want you to land in the Seattle airport. I want you to get me $200,000, which is a weird amount because it's really not that much money. (laughs) Straight up from what you are doing right now, like I would ask for way more money than $200,000. Yeah. $200,000. During that time, sure. At least a half a mil. $200,000. I want you to get four, four parachutes, <laughs> and I want you to refuel the plane. So take in mind that this is 1971. So this is back in the day. We're obviously way, way, way pre-9-11, where we're like super hyper aware of like people taking over airplanes. This is back in the like take me to Cuba days. I feel like I've heard this story before. Well, so now why am I telling this fucking story? No, no, I don't know any of this. I just know the person's like, I've heard the name before. Yeah, I feel like it was in some like documentary. God damn it. I swear there's no documentary about this and I find it. The name has been mentioned before, but I don't know the details like this. I've never heard the. Yeah. So anyways, he asked for four parachutes. And this is again before 9-11. And this is in the take me to Cuba days where it's like people would literally hijack planes and be like, take me to Cuba. I'm a political dissident and shit like that. So they go around Seattle for a while 
And then finally at three or sorry, 524 PM, they land in Seattle airport. No one on the plane knows what's going on. And they simply say that, Oh yeah, there was a malfunction. We had to circle for a while. And DB Cooper makes everyone who was on the plane go off, except any of the pilots, the crew. So there's like four people. And then everyone has to get off. He's asking again for $200,000 for parachutes in it to get refueled. So finally he goes to the pilot and says, I want you to fly me to Mexico. I want you to fly at 10,000 feet, which, you know, usually you're at 30,000 feet. So well above that. And I want you to go at 150 miles an hour, which that's pretty slow for is incredibly slow. <laughs> so that is exactly what they do. They take off. Why are, why are they? Do they see the dynamite? Like, do they actually know that he had? He pulled a bag out, and it did have red stuff in it. They have no idea what it was. Yeah. So they get in the air. And they tell all of the crew members, you have to go right into the pilots. Like, where, like the door is, you're going right in. And I'm going to basically be here. They tell them, well, we can't actually go all the way to Mexico going fucking 150 miles an hour at 10,000 feet. We're going to have to stop in Reno, Nevada to again refuel to eventually get you to Mexico City. <laughs> They're like, that's fine. <laughs> so the flight takes off at 7.40 p.m. Five planes are trailing them. Which is, again, this is fucking wild. Wait, trailing them to, like, survey like, what's happening? Yeah, so five planes are on this plane's tail because, again, they are, he has hijacked a plane going to Mexico. He has no sense of urgency either. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, he's like, it's cool, again, I'll let you his first, The first time he got in, they got in the air was at 2.50. They leave at Seattle to go to Mexico at 7.40 p.m. And... Again, no one is seeing what D.B. Cooper is doing on the flight because everyone is in the pilot's area. All of a sudden, a light comes on in the pilot's section that's basically like one of the doors is open in the back. <laughs> and then at 8.13, so this is about an hour or a half hour after the flight has taken off, they feel like a quite shift in the flight. And then once they land to Reno, Nevada... D.B. Cooper is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so what they realized at 8 o'clock, he, he opened one of the cargo doors in the bottom, and he actually must have jumped out at one point. But he had the parachute. He had four parachutes. Two were still on the flight. Two were gone. And why D.B. Cooper is famous is because he is the only person in history who has taken over a flight and gotten away with it. And no one knows where he went. So this was in 1971. Someone was in the cargo and that's, and he had no, like someone was in cargo. So the two, there were two parachutes. One was a safety parachute. And most people have agreed that he probably died like going down. Since then in 1979, sorry. 1978, they, they did a full scour in Washington and everywhere else, couldn't find him. In 1978, on a riverbed, they found a basically instruction manual on how to basically open uh, a 747 like 
um, door during mid-flight. <laughs> and then a couple years later, February 10th, 1980, nine miles downstream of Vancouver, Washington, three packets of the $200,000 were found because they all had serial numbers, were found again in a riverbed, the, the exact same. Um, um, so how much was that? It was like a few hundred dollars. Yeah. So that could be all, that sounds very staged. Right? So again, mm -hmm. he is the only person who has done an in-flight taking over a plane and maybe gotten away with it, maybe not. We have no idea. I think I, I remember reading this and being like, this story is fucking wild. And then I'm trying to think like what they did on prison break with it. Like, yeah, because it was like, oh, DB Cooper apparently wait, wait, wait. I'm trying, I watched it. Oh, D.B. Cooper was at the prison. Yeah, the prison break. Wow. But he had, a new, he had another name. His name was Charles Westmoreland Jr., more commonly, <laughs> and more commonly known and referred to as D.B. Cooper. Oh, so that guy was claiming to be D.B. Cooper? So before he was, oh, I was going to read it. It was like, before he was jailed in Fox River, he ran under the name D.B. Cooper as an aircraft hijacker who blah, 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 did all that stuff. The case was never solved. However, he was arrested for vehicular manslaughter, not the hijacking. There, so since 1971, there have been multiple people, A, admitting that they're D.B. Cooper, um, potential leads to D.B. Cooper. None of them have actually panned out. Again, most people who are professionals think that he probably died on his way down. But no one has any idea. That's the easy way out. Can't say that. I think you made it. And you put the money there and you put the, the pamphlet. It all just seems very like placed. Fascinating story. Uh, for some reason, this is it's, one of my favorite Wikipedia articles. He, I'm re, I, I mean, again, I'm reading the Prison Break article, which is possibly made up because it's a fictional thing. He is, blah, 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 blah. He later confesses to Michael by showing him one of the $100 bills from the hijacking. The yeah. And he left, he left a bunch of the money like strewn throughout the United States. But it's not that much money. So it's just like, oh, if you left 10 grand. Yeah, again, $200,000. Not a lot. Like, I'd be happy if I found 10 grand. But I wouldn't be like, oh, my life is forever changed. Right. But, yeah. He, he, he I felt like I've heard of him in another like, level of pop culture, too. Yeah, I feel like I have. But I, don't, I never heard this whole story. Yeah. His story is fucking wild. Crazy. Crazy guys. That's story time with Sean Bassett. That was good. That was well told. It's a nice bedtime story when Sim looks like he's about to go to sleep. I'm just, I had to lean. I'm in a very uncomfortable spot in our guest room. I'm just like, I can't get a good situation going. My guest room, aka Maya's closet. <laughs> It's absurd what's in here. We're in my closet too. The clothes. The clothes. Oh, the, the infamous clothes. <laughs> what have you guys been watching on TV? Um, what are we, we've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm just to like keep it light. Fantastic. Yeah, we haven't watched anything too mind provoking. Tiger King. We watched. Yeah, we watched Tiger King. I mean, everyone did. What a goddamn mess. <laughs> but, so the reason we watched it was, like, before it got, like, we watched it at the same time that everyone started watching it, but, like, 
before all the articles and everything. And the reason we started watching it, one of my friends texted it to me because I've had this thing, this theory that like lots of people keep big cats as pets, like secretly. It's a correct theory. Yeah, and it is. And like, I was like, see, I told you, she's like, you were right. And each like year, there's more and more like things that come out. Because do you remember, I think it was either the Bronx or Brooklyn, that guy that had that tiger. I think so. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's Brooklyn. Oh, oh yeah, it was the Bronx. Shit. Yeah, that was. Also, did you see the 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 tiger had coronavirus in the Bronx? Mm -hmm. But the guy in the Bronx was keeping a full Bengal tiger in like projects for like years. Yeah, that's project apartments aren't big. (laughs) And like, yeah, you can buy it for like two grand. Mm -hmm. Purchasable. Yeah. People like keep them. Joe Exotic was moving in when he was getting out of there. He was like, Oh, yeah, I gotta take all these tiger cubs. They go for like three, four grand each. I'm like, What? Yeah. I'm and, like, that, um, that's doable. Like, by my parents' house in New Jersey a few years ago, like a woman got caught having a lion farm because all farm? These, yes, because all of these lions got set loose and they were like out and about. They in like near your parents' house? Yes, in New Jersey. Jesus. In Jackson, New Jersey. Maybe yeah. Carol Baskin was right. Yeah, it's big business. Just... I guess. Oh man, what? Weird. So you guys have been watching lighthearted stuff, plus yeah. the Tiger King. Tiger King, yeah. where a man shot himself in the head, and then a bunch of alligators were murdered in a fire. Right. <laughs> it's still pretty lighthearted, but yeah, yeah we are keeping it fun right now i'm diving into the depths what are you watching no i mean by playing that last of us game was as much into the depths you can go but um i mean also i mean westworld's not crazy i mean it's dark but like not like dark dark mm-hmm. um ozark's pretty dark yeah um i think we watched the first half season yeah i really like the last season it's less I have a huge problem with Bateman uh doing too much Bateman. Yeah, you've you tweeted about that. I just yeah. think I don't yeah. think of him as like a bad character. I think he's like that rom com He's just like too quippy. Guy. He's he's too quippy in situations where you should not be quippy, which is Ozark a lot. He's like working for the cartel and everyone's like, Well you're gonna cut your child's face off. He's like, Whoa, 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 Mitch, like settle down with me. Sit down for me. Like very much like rom-com style in a very dire situation which but it was a lot less of that in season three which made it my favorite season um i'm watching better call saul how is that i like it a lot a lot a lot um yeah it's very good um i mean i watch these all new like one episode a week because i try to stay up to date with it and then um, Black Monday, which is on Showtime. I don't really like it that much, but I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we watch Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. we're Again, because I'm watching everything because I have time. Maya and I are caught up. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, like, microaggressions everywhere. No, Maya did. Yeah. But let me tell you, there are little fires everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're right. And Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington are like, Putting on a tour de force. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're both trying to like out act each other. It's great. 
Like, I, I've been enjoying it. I mean, it's just there's so frustrating. I, I will say this: if you need someone who plays like an overeager type A like character, like Reese is your girl. I need to see the manager. It may, that is her. Did you ever see the movie Election? No. Is that that was like one of her first movies? It's like her first movie, and I actually want to go see it again because it's a fucking great movie. And but she basically plays like a very like not a similar character, but she plays a high school over eager character, and she's fucking great in it. And it is. I've never seen it. I want to see it. I knew that. Yeah, it it's. It's a fucking awesome movie, and she is, I will say, great in it, but she is Reese Witherspoon in it. And it's funny to now watch this, where she is, again, Reese fucking Witherspoon in it. Like, but I bet you in real yeah. life, she's like, not like... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying she's, like, super type A, well, high-strung. There was, like, a few days ago, you know, Offset and Amigos, Cardi B's husband? Uh-huh. She was, he was just talking to Reese Witherspoon on Instagram, like... I saw that. <laughs> they were just chatting, like doing Instagram live with each other. I was like, "What the fuck is Reese Witherspoon Offset talking for?" And yeah, I guess it's that. One thing I have not been liking about this quarantine is like when the rich people get on their Instagram lives, and you're like, "God damn, you're rich." Yeah. <laughs> like, like Diddy it, did it yesterday, and was like, "Oh, like bringing in like J Lo and A Rod, aka which is weird because J Lo's right, he's a banger." And then he, yeah, and he brought on LeBron, and was like, "God damn, everyone is so rich!" Like you just see in the background, you just see miles and miles of like their land. Like, well, I mean, haven't been loving that part. the The best example of that is um, I follow Chrissy Teigen on Twitter, and she's a oh my god funny follow, but she's lacks some self awareness. Obviously, she tweets rich too much. Right, and it's not even that she tweets rich; it's she has no idea that she's tweeting rich. If that makes any yep. sense, um, which I guess is basically the definition of tweeting rich, like because she'll like be tweeting these things, and I'm like, literally, this could only happen to you because <laughs> you have the fucking greatest life right now. Yep. Um, oh, one of our au pairs, blah blah blah. Took yeah, in the beginning. shit like that. Um, and like, has that ever happened house. to you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, yeah. Has this ever happened to you? And like, your 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 night nurse takes like the Lamborghini to pick up blah 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 from the airport, and they like, I'm like, what? And she's like, whoops, sorry, I forgot. Not everyone has Lamborghinis. Yeah, there's some. I'm so relatable. Again, she's really funny, but the lack of self awareness sometimes is is pretty interesting. She, she, gets, she gets called out. Love her. They love her. They think she's. They like think she's relatable. Well, she's relatable because she talks like everyone. Yeah, she's gotten called out before for it. Oh, she a hundred percent has, and she should. But But I do appreciate. I think that's her reality. But that's kind of her point. She's like, listen, I am. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, lie to you? Pretend. Yeah, I do appreciate LeBron not showing how rich he is. Um, because. I was listening to the podcast he had with Richard Jefferson and Shannon Fry. He did one like a few weeks ago and they were like making fun of how rich he is. Like two rich guys were making fun of LeBron for how rich he is. They were like, Oh yeah. Like Richard Jefferson was like talking in like one of his like guest rooms or something. And like Shannon Fry was like in his 
like backyard. Right. And then, like, and then LeBron was just like, yeah, I'm in my wine cellar right now. He was like, and then like Richard Jefferson was like, is that wine? Is that the wine cellar in the, the, the Eastern corridor or the one in the Western corridor? <laughs> and LeBron was like, shut the fuck up, man. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Again, like, I'm sorry. I know for a fact, both Channing Frye and Richard Jefferson made a shitload of money in the NBA. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But there's another level of rich beyond them. Right. <laughs> like, all right. Well, let's do a little little quiz right now. How much money do you think Richard Jefferson made in his NBA career? $115 million. I'm going to eat five. I think he, he was in his prime too early to make $115 million. But I think he got a lot of random, like, rinky-dink contracts. He definitely got some rinky-dink contracts. That I'll agree Hold with. I, I'm going 85, though. I went 115. All right, let's see who's who's there. We're looking it up right now. I got I feel like Sarah's in the middle. Oh, I'm close. Are you? Ten. What was it? 110. Oh, wow. You were close. All right, let's guess Channing Fries. Channing's obviously smaller. I'm going to say 51. It's it's always one of those things where like did they make that big deal that one yeah. contract? That, I'm saying fifty one. Uh, wait, what did what did you say? I'm saying fifty one for Shannon. No, Fry. for Richard Jefferson. I said one fifteen. What I'm seeing is one fifteen, literally exactly. Wait, really? I'm on. I always go on SportTrack.com. Did I nail that? This is saying you nailed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm looking at sport track now. Just looking at randomly, like you got to go to contracts, and the next tab is uh, cash earnings. One, oh my god, you fucking hit it 115 and 46,000 dollars. Yeah, so, you're 46,000 dollars off. I would win some money on prices, right? Um, all right, uh, Channing Fry. I'm trying, I said 51. I don't forget right. about that one at all. He had a couple of years where he was really good. He did. And I'm trying to think, did he, was he a free agent during one of those years where he would have made some money? 50, I actually want to change, I want to change mine to like 75. 51 sounds right. I, you're scoring 75? Oh, fuck. I'm going to say 51. I'll go 60. All right. I'm going to chain and fry total earnings. You're closer. What is it? It says on the first thing that comes up, 67. I did not feel good about 51. Again, a lot of money, enough to afford a wine cellar. Yeah, I mean, 60 whatever million is like, you can retire and obviously you never have to work again in your life. You could literally collect interest and live a really bougie-ass life and live off the interest. Your children are very good. Yeah, $68 million. All right. I'll take my Richard Jefferson and go home. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I get it because LeBron has made probably about $300 million in just contracts and then probably another. He's a billionaire, probably. He will be a billionaire. He's not. Yeah, he will be. He's he, not yet. He's close. If, there's, if any NBA player is ever going to be a billionaire, and I know there's rumors that 
Jordan has like kind of gotten there, but like if there's anyone who's going to do it, it's going to be LeBron. Yeah. But then fuck it, why not? Hey, let him do it. Is he quarantined in LA? Probably. Yeah. He's two Brentwood. Where... He has two. Yeah. Why? In the same know. place or just... Brentwood? He lives like by OJ. But like. Yeah, he does. Two separate homes in Brentwood, or like two homes on the same property. I think he has two separate homes in Brentwood. What? At least he bought two homes in Brentwood. Maybe he two, sold one. Two families. No, maybe. It's rich people stuff, you know? Like Uber, Uber, Uber. Next what? level. Billionaire rich. Like he, maybe he bought one just he, to like flip it. He must still also have that ho- a house in Cleveland, no? Oh, yeah, he definitely has something in Cleveland. Or his mom. He probably bought his mom. He probably has a lot. Like, and he, I, it wouldn't have shocked me if he has a place in Miami still. Yeah, I think he probably has a place in Miami. Probably has yeah. one in somewhere random. LeBron's got an awesome life. Do you? I watch his like Instagram stories a lot. Yeah, he still he married her. Yep, married his high school sweetheart. Has some adorable kids. One's gonna be a stud at basketball. And I feel like all they do now is do TikToks. Oh, yeah. Been really into TikTok. Sarah's been obsessed with TikTok. You downloaded it? No, I just like, yeah, the app, but I don't have an account. I just watch it. It's really entertaining. It's fine. What? Like, I I feel like I get what I need from TikTok. Twitter. Like, let me. I I don't go on Twitter. It's the best place and the worst place in the world. Like. Yeah, he uh, he'll do dances and stuff and like. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, happy holidays, guys. Speaking happy of holidays, Kwanzaa. including Kwanzaa. Okay, bye. Has like observed me watching it and like, like oh, what is that? What is that? Now every time I knows what I'm watching, it, I like tear his eyes over. He still like doesn't get it. So I have to explain. Like some people will like do things, but they'll put like a a caption so you have to read the caption to like understand what the rest of the video is about oh yeah they're complicated some of them are a lot some of them are like really crazy but also can we talk about the tiktoks of like teenage girls that do these like really weird things sarah's on to these like sexual things that they're no they're not they're not Uh-oh. sexual. They're, and We're I mean, treading like, a thin line here. I'm going on like Discover. I'm not searching anyone out. It's just like whatever comes onto my feed. And one of them was like a girl. The caption was like, I just like used the money that my boyfriend gave me um, for an abortion on like something else. But ah. you no, know, I'm on birth control. Like it was so. <laughs> Ah. she looked like she was 14 she years was old 14 years old and she like is her walking and like throwing and like putting up her birth control on like 500 dollars why is this world i thought they were just doing dances no they're doing like really weird stuff ah i saw people doing like cooking things on that that was kind of cool no they're it, doing like and these are and i think it's like younger than even my sister my so my sister is like 22 so they must be like, what's the generation under her? Z? No, she is Z. She's like, she is the beginning of Z. So they're all still Z, technically? Zoomers. Yeah. Another one. That's all he does with his family is. The video, yeah. I mean, it is competitive. 
everyone does the same. Like, like this is fun. Like I would do this type of TikToking. But his house looks like kind of normal there. But I feel like that's like section his garage one one <laughs> a of like quadrant one. Yeah, Shaq also is doing a lot of them. And like his like seventeen, six foot nine boys, yeah, are just like dancing in their basement. Yeah, because I remember I watched those videos. And I was like, oh, they look like they're having fun, and I'm like, wait a second, every single one of these people is six eleven. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, I'll when I get some of the weird ones, I'll send them to you. Hey, I need all the content there is. They're like mind blowing. Like, wouldn't you be afraid like your parents would see this? Like, of course. I mean, I'm gonna be on the apps with because I'm going to continue being an internet person, I hope, as I get older. Just, like, things that, even if it is a joke, like, very, very weird. Yeah, the abortion one's a little much. I don't know know about that. There were, like, two or three others that were also, maybe not as bad, but the abortion. What's the, like, privacy, not privacy, um, like, censorship on TikTok? Can a 14-year-old go on there and just, like, do whatever? I don't, so I'm like, I don't have an account and I'm just public and I'm scrolling through TikTok. So like people are, anyone could watch that video. So something horrible could be on TikTok right now. Oh yeah. I think they might like nudity. They probably take down and maybe they take down that stuff, but I think they do take down stuff. But I don't know. I saw that girl's weird video. All right. TikTok, check it out. Sign in this. All right, that's how we're ending them. Should we do one every night? Every night for the next fucking month. Mm -hmm. Over. Let's keep going. Mm -mm. Hey, now that we know, like, if this works out pretty well, we can just we can do this. No, when? Not every day. I'm saying I'm not joking, but I meant like. No, I thought you meant like when, even when quarantine's over. Oh no, 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 no! I want to keep coming over. Let's see, is anyone on um, my uh, link at work? You have so many link friends. I don't put anyone on my Skype. Come on this. I don't have to just randomly hop in. I don't want to know what, you know what I've been doing at work? Even though I'm yeah. online, I put like I'm offline so that no one ends me. Should we mess with someone? <laughs> Why are you on? Why are you? Why are you messaging people? Is this still being recorded? Yes. Oh, we're recording you messaging someone at work. Yeah, we're this will be deleted. Are you actually working? Do they respond? Do you work? Do you know these people? Yeah, it's, you know Aaron. Uh-oh. You've met her before. Did they respond? Uh, no. There's only two people on. Neither, neither of them have responded. Do you think the computer uh, is just on? They responded. Oh no! Yes. What'd she say? <laughs> Someone said she's yes. working. It's not she's working. She's working. So someone put work from home on their status. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what psychopath is saying they're working from home right now? I won't say their name. So yeah. my favorite is this: this girl I work with. She has two kids, and actually, her recently her husband had to go back into work because she he's in operations. So she's on her own. She has a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh, my she God. finally put her work away. Like, <sighs> two kids, get to your email whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Just, just like, you know what? Like, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I, I'm trying here. What do you do with those two ages? So I like was messaging her. How and she old was, are the kids? They're one and three. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Oh and she finally like messaged. I was talking to her and she was like, yeah, I finally talked to our manager. And she was like, I just messaged her and said, hey, if you get any like really bad complaints, just let me know because I'm, I'm like out of commission. Like I'm just letting you know right now. I'm, I'm saying I'm working and I'm doing whatever I can. But let's be honest, I'm not really working. Damn. Yeah, a one and a three-year-old sounds like a terrible. They really they have to understand. Yeah. Oh, right, they gotta understand that. I'm just feeling bad for her because it's like every day is just like a he's war. Yes, but he's in operation, so he, and I guess he had a basically what company is he working for? I forget, but he had to go into work today. Yeah. And he's like in for the rep, like he's now like back. That's basically in Boston. Like work. Like yeah, in Boston. He probably works for like State Street or J.P. Morgan. So, and she's like, yeah, I have a one and three-year-olds, and I'm unless on my own. Unless like, he works for City. We have, like, you know, we usually oh, yeah. have daycare, and they won't come here. So I'm just on my own working with a one and three-year-old. What am I getting done? You just got to, like, make the three-year-old raise the one-year-old. Yeah, I was like, oh, Harley. He's like, well, like, she was like, yeah, the three-year-old's, like, she's okay, like, sort of self-sufficient. The one-year-old, obviously... I'm like, Jesus, like when we're seeing the three-year-old, <laughs> I can like not see the three-year-old for 15 minutes and it's okay. He won't die. I feel bad for her. Hey. All of this out of the episode, right? Yeah, why not? Good luck, whatever your name is. <laughs> Good luck. We're not saying her name. Does it really matter? No. I like that shirt, Sean. One, two, three, four, five, six, 76ers. 1098 76ers. What's that word? Word um what's the song when the Sixers win a game? Yeah. Here we go. One, two, Philadelphia. three, four, five, sixes. Ten, nine, eight, seventy, sixes. That's a bad song. That's a great song. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right. I'll gonna... never see you guys again. Never. Uh should the rest of us do a uh, group chat later this weekend. Like the fellas? The yeah. ladies? The or fellas where? and the ladies? The ladies and the fellas? Trivia? Yes. Set it up. All right. Or I can, because I don't have a job. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye, Wynn. Bye. Bye. I need to do to fix this or do what I need to do to...